Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Law podcast are brought to us by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. It was founded to help responsibly armed Americans like you. They're committed to providing life-saving self-defense resources to help you, your family, to be safe. When you activate your membership, you'll automatically get life-saving self-defense education, industry-leading training, plus self-defense liability insurance. Don't wait until it's too late. Click learn more below right now. And just as a reminder, the United States Concealed Carry Association is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. We'll be right back. You know, every now and then... You come across a story, and it just seems that in these past two years, it's been quite often, that just incenses you, that just makes you want to scream, makes you want to put your fist through a wall. You know, it wasn't too long ago I wrote an op-ed piece called What is the Law? It was posted at townhall.com. You can probably still go and check it out. And it was based upon Frederick Bastiat's essay called The Law. Because I think we need to understand what government's responsibility is, what they're supposed to do, because for whatever reason, they have just seemed to abdicate it. And, well, they're in pursuit of their ideological agenda, not the agenda of the law. Bastiat wrote, and, you know, dovetailing off of John Locke's natural rights theory, you know, Second Treatise of Government, 1689, that from our creator God, it is just natural that we have these rights, our life, our liberty, and our property. Thomas Jefferson changed it to pursuit of happiness, but life, liberty, and property. And the thing is that in a civil society, we can't run around each and every one of us you know, individually protecting that life, liberty, and property. So therefore, what the law is, is the individuals allowing and giving to a collective government the ability to protect our life, our liberty, and our property. We, we grant them this. And Jefferson called it the consent of the governed. But it seems that the government is forgetting that that's why they exist not to usurp our tax dollars and, you know, for whatever ideological thing, not to, you know, gender mutilation of our children, not so that they can go in and indoctrinate our children in schools and drag queen shows, or not so they could take the tax code, as Joe Biden seems to want to do based upon the State of the Union address the last week, 
and use it as a weapon of mass destruction targeting certain people? No, because that's my property. Now, I surrender by way of taxation a portion of my resources, my property, so that the government, again, protects my life, my liberty, and my property. And when you look at what is happening here on our border in the United States of America, especially here in Texas and Arizona, where the government is failing, it, it is very clear what it says in the Constitution of the United States of America, our rule of law. Two things that the federal government is supposed to guarantee to every state in the union, Article 4, Section 4, called the Guarantee Clause. Number one, a Republican form of government. Not Republican Party, I say this all the time, a Republican form of government. Because America is a constitutional republic. It's not a democracy, Joe. And all of you other idiot progressive socialists, maybe you should look up and read what it means to live in a constitutional republic, not a constitutional monarchy. The second thing is you're supposed to protect every state in the union from invasion. And when you obviously decide that we're not going to do it, nanny nanny boo boo, then the founding fathers were very smart in saying Article 1, Section 10, Clause number 3, this is what the states can do if actually invaded. Greg Abbott, Katie Hobbs, but they ain't doing it. They can come up with all the gimmicks, political optics, you know, say, I'm declaring an invasion, but they're not doing anything. People still come across the border. You talk to our people down on the border. They're living in terror. They're living in fear. We don't have control of our border zone. And what am I talking about specifically? In between the points of entry. It's the Wild West. The cartels who are fighting for control uh, of access on the south side of the Rio Grande, our border, they are now fighting for control and, ac uh, and access on our side. And no one's doing anything about it. Sure, you come out and say, well, yeah, I'm going to designate them a terrorist organization. Are you shutting them down? Are you going after their financing? Are you going in and finding out and rooting out these cartel members? Are you taking offensive action against them? Are you creating a border control zone? No. We come up with all these gimmicks, but the bottom line is still illegals are coming across the border of the United States of America, and they're being transited and transported all throughout this country. And don't tell me this is, you know, I hate when I hear all these people, the migrants, you either come to the United States of America legally or illegally. That's how you immigrate in. This is not migration. And what people are trying to do is desensitize us to what is happening. People on the terrorist watch list. The fentanyl that is coming across, this is a chemical agent. This is a chemical war that is being waged against the American people. 100,000 Americans' lives lost in one year. 18 to 45, number one killer, fentanyl. The human trafficking, the sex trafficking, all these things that are going on. And nobody seems to have the cojones, the testicular fortitude to say no. You're not coming across this border. You don't have a right to come across this border. You don't have any equal protection under the law, according to the 14th Amendment. Because you're not a doggone citizen. 
It is time that we put the American citizens first and foremost instead of kowtowing to this globalist agenda of there can't be any borders. You're not compassionate. I'm a very compassionate person. Stay in your own country. Do what is, is, is necessary to affect change in your own country. If you want to help out some of these countries, pull back some of the supply chains that we have in you know, China and whatever, and maybe reestablish these businesses and corporations in some of these other places. But this story right here is indicative of what is going to happen and where we are. The headline reads, an Arizona rancher held on $1 million bond because he fired warning shots at armed men who pointed AK-47s at him. 73 years old, George Allen Kelly is charged with first-degree murder and shooting of a Mexican national found on his border property. Let me, let me give you the background. An elderly Arizona rancher charged with murder held on $1 million bond in connection to the shooting of a man believed to be a Mexican national on his property. He was a Mexican national on his property. Here is George Allen Kelly trying to sit and have lunch with his wife after he's gone out and done his morning chores on his ranch. He sees his horse running race, scared, full speed. So he goes out and sees what's happening. He saw a group of men moving through the trees around his home. They were armed with AK-47 rifles, dressed in khakis and camouflaged clothing, and carrying large backpacks. None of them were known to him. He had not given them permission to come into, onto his land. He shouldn't have to give them permission. They invaded his land. Because he was understandably concerned and reasonably feared for his safety, his wife's safety, his animal's safety, Kelly called the U.S. Border Ranch Patrol Ranch Liaison, specifically assigned to aid people living on the borderlands, to report what he had seen and to summon immediate help. That's what he did, first and foremost. There wasn't anything premeditated. So telling his wife to stay inside, silent and away from the windows, Kelly went onto the porch with his rifle. He's got that right. It's in the Second Amendment. Well-armed militia, a well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The leader of the armed group of men saw Kelly and pointed an AK-47 right at him. Mr. Kelly, fearing for his life and safety, fired several shots from his rifle, hoping to scare them away from his from him, his wife, his animals, and his home. As he shot, Mr. Kelly took care to aim well over the heads of the armed group of men. I wouldn't have. I would have put my red dot right where it needed to be. That's my property. I have to protect my life, my liberty, my property. You point an AK-47 at me. You're dressed in camouflage. You have come across the border onto my property. It's game freaking on, man but I have to give it to Mr. Kelly. He fired warning shots. The group began, then began to run into the desert surrounding his home. Once the group had fled, Mr. Kelly walked over to his barn to see if it was safe and secure. 
While Kelly was checking his barn, a number of Border Patrol and Santa Cruz County Sheriff's deputies arrived at his property and counted Kelly, who indicated to them that he had seen a group of armed men near his house. The filing says that. Deputies also made contact with Kelly's wife, who indicated that she had seen armed men carrying large backpacks near the house. Border Patrol agents, sheriff deputies, walked all over, quotes, Kelly's property but found no one. Do you really think you're going to find them? They scattered. They're gone. They used various cameras to try to locate the man, but were unsuccessful. Law enforcement then left. As the sun was going down later that day, Kelly went to his pastures to check on his horse, still concerned the horse might have been injured in the incident, noticing that the dogs he took with him were focused on something on the ground near a mesquite tree. Kelly approached the area and observed a body lying face down in the grass. He then called the Border Patrol. Again, called the Border Patrol, ranch liaison, a third time to report the discovery and request assistance from law enforcement. When law enforcement arrived, Kelly helped them find the body and cooperated with their investigation. The investigation found that the body was that of a male foreign national who did not have any firearms or backpack on him. The cause of death appeared to be a single gunshot wound. It appeared the body was fresh according to the filing. But here's the deal. The person had a radio with him and was wearing tactical boots, indicating he was possibly involved in illegal activity. Yes, he was. This is what you call a scout. This is what you call a person out there gaining, gaining intelligence. But again, this is not someone that was targeted by Mr. Kelly. And if Mr. Kelly, who was charged with first degree premeditated murder, if, do you think that upon discovering this body, which had been freshly shot, he fired his shots earlier in the day, do you think that he would have reported it? I mean, come on, sun goes down out there, coyotes, whatever, they come, they eat the body. The body will decompose eventually. That's what's happening here in Texas on a lot of these ranches. The defense attorney added that it remains unknown what kind of bullet caused the fatal wound. So you charge a guy with premeditated murder, but you don't even know what kind of bullet caused the wound? Come on, man. You could have done that right there on the spot. Mr. Kelly, what kind of rifle you have? And you could have just done your basic ballistics and look and see what type of bullet hole it was in the body. They did not know what was the time of death, how long the body had been there, or where or what position the person was in prior to receiving the fatal wounds. But yet, George Allen Kelly, 73 years of age, on his own property, is charged with premeditated murder, a million-dollar bond. We've got criminals that we're allowing onto the streets left and right, all over the United States of America without any bond. We got illegal immigrants that are coming into this country committing crimes, and then we release them on their own personal recognizance. They're here illegally. And oh, by the way, the guy that was killed, his name is Quinn Batima, Butamea. And this individual had a history of illegal border crossings and deportations in and around Nogales with the most recently documented case in 2016. 
So obviously he was in the system. Having been apprehended, released. Apprehended, released. Apprehended, released. And now he's on Mr. Kelly's property with a radio, with combat boots. But you're going to take an American citizen, 73 years of age, and lock him up with a million-dollar bond. But here is what's even more insulting about this. You know that thing called GoFundMe? They booted the campaign to raise money for Kelly off of their platforms. The only person, the only platform that's, you know, able to support him is the Christian crowdfunding platform, Give, Send, and Go. And I sent some money in. So here we have this GoFundMe, an American company, a platform, fundraising platform, booted an American off, didn't even look into it. See, this is what's going to happen in the United States of America. Federal government doesn't give a damn. President doesn't give a damn. Vice president, borders are, doesn't give a damn. Governors, not giving a damn. And I'm talking about the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, and now the new governor, Katie Hobbs, out in Arizona. I don't think Governor Ducey did too much either. I mean, they were so scared of federal government that they were going to take down the, the boxcars. Instead of telling the federal government to shove it, I'm going to protect my citizens, and the Constitution of the United States of America allows me to do so. These people are living in fear. They're afraid to go out at night in the United States of America. We just recently had Sheriff Brad Coe on from Kenny County down in Brackettville, Texas. You heard him talk about what is happening, barricading the schools. The high-speed chases that go through his city, they're on Highway 90 regularly. See, if people know that you don't give a damn, that you're not doing what Bastiat said, that you're supposed to protect their life, their liberty, their property, they're going to reclaim their natural right to do so themselves. And if an individual is coming on to my land, your land, Mr. Kelly's land, and they're carrying AK-47s, they're dressed in camouflage, that's hostile intent. That is what the Constitution calls an invasion. And this man showed restraint by firing warning shots. When he had every right to take the action that he took to personally engage those individuals, they're not American citizens. They're not supposed to be here. Who knows what they're running across his border? Maybe it's more fentanyl. Maybe it's more drugs. That it's aimed at killing Americans that comes from China. They got scouts that are out with radios conducting surveillance. The cartels are even flying drones along our border looking for easy access points, crossing sites where they don't see the border patrol, what have you. But we're going to arrest a 73-year-old man 
we don't even really know if his weapon was the reason why the guy was shot in the first place. They said that. It's right here in the news report. And you're going to hold him for $1 million a bond? So now his wife is there on that property by herself. And people are still going to be transiting across that land. See, I've talked to people along that border. I've talked to folks out there not far from El Paso that will tell you that cartels come across, they drop their drugs, and they leave you a little note. If you touch these drugs, if you report anything, we'll come back for you. We're not protecting their lives. So they are going to reclaim their natural right to do so themselves. That's what's going to start happening. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Greg Abbott, Katie Hobbs, and oh, by the way, whoever this new border czar is here in Texas. You don't take action. People are going to take action themselves, and they have every right to do so. This is disgusting. That we have a government that won't even protect its own citizens. There's going to be more of this. And shame on the people in Arizona, the governor, attorney general, whoever, all of you. They're allowing a 73-year-old man to be charged with first-degree premeditated murder when he called law enforcement agencies that's what you tell people to do over and over and a third time to report what was happening to report here's a body you have to do it to tell the story of what happened he didn't have to do it but you're punishing him for being an honest, law-abiding American citizen. And you respect us, expect us, we the people, the everyday common American, to regard your authority when you're abdicating it? Something's got to change. And someone has to step up and Say, I'll stand in the gap for the American people, for the people here in Texas, for the people in Arizona, for George Allen Kelly. And say, this is just wrong. You don't believe me, look up the story. If you're not angry, if you're not incensed, then you don't deserve to be here in this country. Go find another place. If you think that a person has to be in fear, on their own property, for their own lives. This ain't America anymore. I'm wondering if a person like George Allen Kelly will ever get invited to a State of the Union address and be recognized by the president. Well, not this one because he is obviously a bad guy. But when are we going to start to understand what the law is 
and what the responsibility of government is and realize that this ain't right. A 73-year-old man should not be sitting in jail, in a prison, incarcerated, away from his wife, away from his property, because he did everything right. He did everything that his constitutional right endows him to do. We're going to continue to follow the story of George Allen Kelly. And we need to be steadfast in spreading the word about this. We need to be loyal to our rule of law. And we need to protect each other. Because obviously the government's not going to do it. District attorneys, judges releasing violent criminals back onto the streets. But yet they don't want you to be able to protect yourself. They want to defund law enforcement agencies so that you can't be protected. And they have left our borders wide open and not doing anything. See, single military-aged males, they should not be allowed to just traverse across that border. And if anyone is coming across armed, that's an invasion, without a doubt. That's a non-state, non-uniform belligerent on a battlefield. And you can read, the Geneva Convention has no protections for non-state, non-uniform belligerents on a battlefield. Because those are the reasons why civilians end up getting hurt on a battleground. If you don't wear your uniform, you don't distinguish yourself, it's open game. And more Americans are going to start to realize that they have the right and that they must protect themselves. The story of George Allen Kelly should not be happening. And when you see this this 73-year-old man sitting in a courtroom. It should piss you off. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.